Yesterday was our kibbutz anniversary, 77 years, uh, one of the Chavisle Nekudot, the 11 points. Um, and we had a wonderful celebration, and my son came for it also, and he was staying at my house, and this morning, all of a sudden, at 6.30, we started getting the rocket barrages, and ran into the safe room, closed the doors, closed the window, and within an hour, we got word that terrorists had infiltrated the kibbutz, and that we were to lock our doors, close our windows, and not leave the safe room, and we're still in here. I left twice to take my life in my hands to go to the bathroom. And one of the times I went out, I saw that that terrorists had tried to break into my window because you could see the slots were knocked out. And my son had heard, we'd heard voices. We knew that there were terrorists around him and he'd heard voices in, in Arabic saying get away or something like that and but we didn't realize that that's what they were doing they were trying to break in and then I guess one of them called the other one away so we're we're still sitting here and uh, the army are here now and they're going house to house and it's a long arduous task and still very dangerous because the terrorists are here they're outside they're outside in our community it's not a small community I walk the community uh, every morning, and the perimeter of the area where we live is about two kilometers perimeter. So it's a small community. We're about 450 people who live here, and uh, and we are still under siege. Do you know how many terrorists infiltrated Kibbutz Nirin? No idea. Don't ask me numbers. I have no idea. My TV is off. Usually when these things happen, I have my TV on all the time, but... Today was a whole different kettle of fish and just too much overload and I'm not watching TV and just reading the reports that I'm getting within the kibbutz mostly and those are reports about what to do and how to act and, and how we're progressing. So, so I don't know numbers. So at this juncture, and we're talking, uh, for our listeners' information, we're talking at about half past four in the afternoon you you don't know actually what happened inside the kibbutz if no. uh, if your uh, if members of the kibbutz were hurt uh, no so you're no. you're unaware of exactly what's happening outside how long did totally. it take for um um the security forces to reach your kibbutz have you any idea as far as i know they arrived at three three o'clock in the afternoon and the infiltration yes. was at seven o'clock in the morning that's right i mean that's ridiculous we've the idea of who were overwhelmed. For some reason, there was no intel, and they were totally unprepared. And the barrage in the morning, there were like 2,000 rockets shot. And that was, I assume, that was to give cover for the infiltration. And seven communities were were infiltrated. Cities were infiltrated. There's still gunfights going on in Sterot. Still, well, though, it, still though, still though, all this is true. But it, you're saying it. You th- as far as you know, it took the security forces eight hours for forces mm-hmm. to arrive at your kibbutz. Mm-hmm. You were left stranded, except for the kibbutzniks who uh, themselves uh, right. engaged the terrorists. That's right. Has anything ever like this happened before? No, no, uh, never. Uh, this is unprecedented. I suppose it's too early because you haven't had contact with your, your other members there. But um, 
it sounds like a, a, a catastrophe of uh, enormous proportions, a, a, a mm-hmm. failure of intelligence and a failure mm-hmm. of the response mm-hmm. of the IDF. How did we get totally. to this situation? I have no idea. And are you aware of what's happening on your neighboring communities? We have been told that no less than 13 uh, um, towns and kibbutzim in your area have been infiltrated by Hamas terrorists. I do not know. What does this make you think as a resident of the South? Does it make you feel uh, despair and there's absolutely no hope? No, I always have hope. Can't look here without hope, but uh, somebody, some heads are going to roll. And uh, this, I'm, I'm thinking now that before it's going to get better, it's going to get worse, and there's going to have to be a major military operation. And then, the, the, and then the difficult questions will be asked, as they must. Yeah, yeah. What would your gut reaction be? Do you think? Uh, the defense minister will have to step down after this kind of um, disaster that's happened today all across the South? I don't know. People have to learn lessons. If they have to pay a heavy price or or, or learn the lessons, I don't know. I'm, that, that's not for me. I'm just a retired English teacher. But in but, the interim, in the, I mean, the, the coming days and weeks, it's clear that Israel mm-hmm. is going to war. It's going to be a very painful war, probably a very long war. Um, mm-hmm. Unity is essential for this kind of operation. Can there be national unity behind a, a, a war when this kind of uh, failing has happened? Unfortunately, this might be the only thing that does bring national unity.